Hello, City Church. This is City Church Together for Friday, September 25th. My name is Jacob. I'm the worship director here at City Church. And today I wanted to hop on here and talk about a new song our worship team is teaching this Sunday. It is Battle Belongs by Phil Wickham. And we have a link to the song um, in the show notes. Uh, as much as I wanted to play it on the podcast, I also wanted to avoid some copyright trouble. So uh, here we are. But to give you a little background, um, the chorus lyrics are so beautiful. I first heard this song uh, when Phil Wickham performed it live, uh, opening when he opened for Bethel uh, last fall. And this was one of those songs, I hear a lot of worship songs, and this was one of those songs I heard, and it really stopped me in my tracks. Um, and so the chorus goes, When I fight, I'll fight on my knees with my hands lifted high. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. Every fear I lay at your feet, I'll sing through the night. Oh God, the battle belongs to you. And I heard that song twice that night. He sang it, uh, Phil Wickham sang it in a solo set and then sang it with Bethel later that night. It was just beautiful to see um, the crowd's response to the song and uh, the weight it carried. And I think even now, uh, so that was last fall, and now here we are in the fall of 2020, uh, that song carries a lot more weight now Um, and what I love about this song is it's not a song that was just kind of written this really came from a deep place Um, I have just heard from Phil Wickham on different occasions on his social media talk about uh, this song and so I wanted to highlight the passage that kind of that inspired the song in 2nd Chronicles 20 and so we'll be spending our meditation time there today and so, Second Chronicles, essentially the section we're in, it's breaking down uh, the kings that were obedient um, over God's people and the, and the kings that were unfaithful over God's people. And uh, right here we find ourselves um, looking at Je- the life of Jehos- Jehoshaphat. And Jehoshaphat was a king that was after God's heart. Uh, In chapter 19, when he was appointing judges and priests and rulers, uh, I love in verse 7, he was encouraging them to say, he encouraged them by saying, you know, watch what you do uh, and urging them not to practice injustice and partiality. Uh, Verse 11, he says, be strong. May the Lord be with those who do what is good. So right off the bat, we see a king that values holiness. And it's beautiful. And so now we're going to pick up in chapter 20, 2 Chronicles to chapter 20. And God's people, the people of Judah, find themselves faced with a massive army from the east against them. So we'll start in verse 2. Uh, I'll be reading from the ESV. It says, Some men came and told Jehoshaphat, A great multitude is coming against you from Edom, from beyond the sea. And behold, they are in high. Hazazon Tamar, that is, in Gedi. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. And so right here we see a posture of dependence, a lot of times you'll see in Chronicles and just different parts of the Old Testament, you'll see kings that when they're faced with threat, they'll try to puff out their chests 
or you know, send their armies right into the line of fire just to prove that they can that they can fight even when they're severely outnumbered. But here, Jehoshaphat sees the realities and calls out to the Lord. And so um, the next section details when Jehoshaphat is calling all the people together and praying. It's a beautiful prayer. I wanted to skip down uh, to verse 13. And this is where we um, come to the first battle with this huge army from the east. And so in verse 13, it says, Meanwhile, all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives, and their children. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, the son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jael, son of Mataniah, a Levite of the sons of Asaph, in the midst of the assembly. So it's a prophet among them. He says, Listen, all Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord to you, Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed at this great horde for the battle is not yours but God's on down verse 17 he says you will not need to fight in this battle stand firm hold your position and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf O Judah and Jerusalem do not be afraid and do not be dismayed Tomorrow, go out against them, and the Lord will be with you. Amazing. In a time when it seems like they need to put forth, this army needs to put forth all the effort, the the Lord is saying through this prophet the exact opposite. And so now down in verse um, 18, let's see how the battle plays out. Then Jehoshaphat bowed his head, bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. And the Levites of the Kohathites and the Korites stood up to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud voice. And they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you will be established. Believe his prophets, and you will succeed. And when he had taken counsel with the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. So let me highlight highlight that. So when he had taken counsel from the people, he appointed those who were to sing to the Lord and praise him in holy attire as they went before the army. The singers are in front, y'all. The Those who are designated to praise the Lord, they are out in front. That is how much this king values worship of the Lord after receiving this word of standing firm, of standing your position. And they, the singers say, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set an ambush against the man of Am- Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir, who had come against Judah, so that they were routed. For the men of Ammon and Moab rose against the inhabitants of Mount Seir, devoting them to destruction. And when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Seir, they all helped 
to destroy one another. The Lord told them to stand firm and hold their position. And he fought for them and completely destroyed their enemy. Not one of them stood alive. What's amazing is how there's a parallel for us, for the church. You and I, we stood against a very powerful enemy, an enemy that we could not defeat, and that was sin and death. But God saw fit to have Jesus, the Son of God, in in the flesh come down and really emulate those words that the prophet Jehaziel said, stand firm, hold your position, and see the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. And we have seen it, church. We have seen the salvation of the Lord as Jesus went to the cross for us, went down to the depths of hell and the grave, defeated sin and death, and rose victorious. And so now we stand in the power of the Holy Spirit, and that is miraculous. So really what I want us to take away from this passage is that we fight sin not by our strength, but by our songs. We fight sin by not our own strength, but by our songs. I want you to remember Jehoshaphat's posture of dependence. You know, we got the news of the army surrounding him. He wasn't trying to develop some amazing master plan. His master plan was to pray and to desperately cry out to the Lord. Remember the, the power of the singers going out in front proclaiming, give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. At these songs, uh, actually I think Matthew Henry says it really well, an old commentator Essentially, he said in his commentary about this passage, he said, when they had just started singing, God perfected the work of their deliverance. I'll read that again. When they had just started singing, it's a bit of a paraphrase. When they had just started singing, God perfected the work of their deliverance. And listen, this is something important. I'm I'm not just saying that we all need to go and you know, lock ourselves in a room and have, you know, worship time 24-7. You know, singing in faith and in hope, it's not meant to be compartmentalized. It's not to be meant to be an escape separate from living a life of holiness. You see, church, as we sing and pray in faith and in hope, just as the people of God did before the Eastern Army, the Holy Spirit brings the faithfulness and the power of our God into focus in our minds and in our hearts. And as those things come into focus, we respond by living from that confidence, from that clear picture of God's heart of compassion toward us. When we see the salvation of our God in behalf in Christ, That's not meant to be left alone. It's not meant to be like a picture that we just hang on a wall and admire from time to time. It should move us to lives of repentance 
and faith, continually saying, Jesus, I'm sorry for choosing my own way. Your way is better. Your ways are higher than my ways. And so my prayer for us is that as we live these lives of holiness, as we reach out to our neighbors, love our community, as we fight sin, I mean, as we even go into the voting booth in November, I pray that we would be a people that say, God, the battle belongs to you, that we would not fight with words of vindiction, that we would not fight with trying to anxiously plan our lives out step by step by step by step. But instead, that in the moments of suffering, in the moments of temptation, that we would say, God, the battle belongs to you. And he is calling to us and saying today to stand firm in the confidence that Christ has defeated sin and death. So we stand, as Romans 8 says, more than conquerors through Christ. And so as we prepare to pray, let's be silent in the presence of our God to whom every battle belongs. Father, we find ourselves in a time of uncertainty and I know we're definitely sick of saying uncertain, unprecedented. But often uncertainty makes us want to take matters into our own hands or makes us want to avoid hardship and uncertainty altogether. But instead of falling into one of those pits, help us by your Holy Spirit to stand firm, to hold our position, and see your salvation on our behalf. Holy Spirit, bring the faithfulness, the love, the power of our God, the Lord of hosts, as Psalm 47 says. Would you bring the character of the Father and the Son into focus so that we can respond in lives of repentance and faith? Thank you that we do not stand without hope today. We stand victorious in the victory that Jesus claimed for us. Thank you that we are people who are never without hope. I pray this in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.